1: which uses insights from the more than 200 great coaches we have interviewed to challenge you with a series of questions to help you understand how your team is performing. It's free and only takes a few minutes to complete. If you'd like to know more, you can check out our website, thegreatcoachespodcast.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June.
0: Post your free job
1: on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Welcome to the Great Coaches Podcast.
2: To me, being perfect is not about that scoreboard out there. This is a chance of life. When you can understand the person, you can then work towards a common goal.
0: We are all on the same team. Know your role you and do it to the best of your ability. Focus on the fundamentals. We've gone over time and time again. Your defence has got to be better. We've no doubt tonight.
2: Great moments are born from great opportunity.
1: My name is Paul Barnett and you are listening to The Great Coaches Podcast, where we explore leadership through the lens of high-performance sport by interviewing great coaches from around the world to try and find ideas to help all of us lead our teams better. Our great coach, On this episode is Vince Lombardi. Vince Lombardi was an American football coach who is best remembered as the head coach of the Green Bay Packers in the 1960s, where he led the team to five national football championships, including the first ever Super Bowl in 1966. He finished his coaching career in the NFL with a winning percentage of 74 and a postseason winning rate of 90%. He is considered to be one of the greatest coaches in American football history, and the trophy awarded to the Super Bowl winner each year is named in his honour. Vince Lombardi passed away in 1970. However, we are going to reconstruct an interview with him by using his exact words. In early 2021, I interviewed one of Vince Lombardi's players, Bill Curry, who went on to become a great coach in his own right. In that interview, I asked him about the experience with Coach Lombardi, and he had this to say.
0: Lombardi expressed his in, this, in the most forceful rhetoric in which he could just... Willie Davis, the great Hall of Fame defensive end who had such an impact on my life. We'll probably talk about him later. Willie said, I felt like when Lombardi jumped on me, I had been slapped in the face. Slapped. Lombardi had the, the, the gift of a kind of a rhetoric that that was painful. It hurt and you didn't want to hear it again for the rest of you. You didn't want to hear it the rest of your life. So he could force feed his system into you in ways that whether you liked it or not, if you were going to stay there, number one, you weren't going to be a racist. And number two, you were going to run the system that he designed and you were going to implement his system or you were going to be on the next Greyhound out.
1: The interview with Bill was terrific. We talked a lot about his experience with racism, how he marched at Martin Luther King's funeral, and his view that sweat smells the same on everyone. Then, at Christmas 2021, I was back in Australia visiting our friends and family. And in a small, used bookstore in the town of Mornington, I found a book about Vince Lombardi. I read it quickly, marking up his words and tagging them, the specific themes in the same way I do when I prepare for an interview with any coach. What started to emerge was a man who, in the words of his son, was a paradoxical, somewhat elusive figure, but also a great coach who left behind a rich trove of wisdom and reflection on leadership. So I started to wonder whether a posthumous interview with a coach was possible. Much of the footage of Vince Lombardi is copyrighted and so not able to be reproduced without a lot of cost and bureaucracy. But I thought it would be possible to order his words around key themes like values, mindset, philosophy, and leadership, and have an actor read those words. And that is what you will be listening to today. I used four key books to find the words you will hear, and I've referenced all of them in the show notes. The words are 99% Vince Lombardi's, with the occasional addition of a conjunctive word or a pronoun to connect phrases. And just before we go to the interview with Vince Lombardi, if you're a first-time listener, you can check out our library of interviews with other great coaches at our website, thegreatcoachespodcast.com. And now, please enjoy our posthumous interview with Vince Lombardi. You're listening to The Great Coaches Podcast. Vince Lombardi often spoke about the great coaches and leaders who had influenced him. There was Colonel Red Blake, who was the head coach of Army at West Point, where Vince was the offensive coordinator. It was here he was also able to meet and form an ongoing connection with General Douglas MacArthur. Later, he also interacted with future NFL legends, George Hallis and Paul Brown. When he talks about these people, he often reflects on their vision and how they organised to achieve it.
0: The difference... Between a good coach and an average coach is knowing what you want. Knowing what the end is supposed to look like. If a coach doesn't know what the end is supposed to look like, he won't know it when he sees it. The satisfactions are few, I guess, for perfectionists, but I've never known a good coach who wasn't one. West Point taught me discipline, regularity. I guess you'd say order. Red Blake taught me the meaning of organization. And Green Bay taught me to be successful.
1: It was one particular lesson that he picked up from General MacArthur, though, that he would speak about quite often.
0: I need no other authority than the great General MacArthur to prove my point, and I quote him. Competitive sports keeps alive in all of us the spirit of vitality and enterprise. It teaches the strong how to know when they are weak, and the brave to face themselves when they are afraid. It teaches us to be proud and unbending in defeat, yet humble and gentle in victory. It teaches us to master ourselves before we attempt to master others. It teaches us to learn to laugh, yet never forget how to weep. It gives us a predominance of courage over timidity. And I think they are great words from what I consider to be one of the great Americans.
1: Vince Lombardi's style was educational. He saw the role of the coach as one of teacher. And while he was uncompromising when it came to the execution of the game plan, He was very thorough when it came to imparting the knowledge necessary to deliver what was required under match day pressure.
0: To be the coach of a great football team, you've got to be a good teacher. Molder might be a better word. A team must be molded into a unit, must have a character absolutely of its own without in any way affecting the enormous value of the personal aggressiveness of pride. They call it coaching, but it is teaching. You do not just tell them it is so, but you show them the reasons why it is so. And you repeat and you repeat until they're convinced, until they know.
1: And in this teaching, he was focused on imparting the fundamentals as well as the more sophisticated knowledge connected with the playbook and the famous Packer sweep that he would deploy so successfully. He had a tradition of starting each season from a blank slate, assuming that players came into camp having forgotten the teaching from the prior year. Gentlemen, he would say on that first day of training, holding a pigskin in his hand, this is a football.
0: As soon as an error is corrected, it is important that the error be forgotten and only the successful attempts be remembered. Errors, mistakes, and humiliations are all necessary steps in the learning process. Once they have served their purpose, they should be forgotten. If we constantly dwell upon the errors, then the error or failure becomes the goal.
1: Vince Lombardi was known as an adept psychologist long before understanding each athlete as an individual became common amongst team coaches. He was also very aware, though, of maintaining a distance from his team so that he could be objective when it came to making the decisions for the good of the group.
0: You must know that as a leader, you are, like everyone else, only more so. You must identify yourself with the group and back them up, even at the risk of displeasing your superiors. You must believe that the group wants, above all else, the leader's approval. Once this feeling prevails, productivity, discipline, and morale will all be high. In return, you must demand from the group cooperation to promote the goals of the corporation. As a leader, you must believe in teamwork through participation. As a result, your contacts with the group must be close and informal you must be sensitive to the emotional needs and expectations of others. In return, the group's attitude towards the leader should be one of confidence infused with affection. And yet, the leader must always walk the tightrope between the consent he must win and the control he must exert.
1: When writing about his father, Vince Lombardi's son believes that what set his father apart was his ability to make each player feel confident and believe in himself. He was an ardent believer in the self-talk, belief, habit, connection. And many of his players, in their own books, recall stories of how his faith in them was often stronger than their own belief in themselves.
0: If you don't think you're a winner, you don't belong here. If we would create something, we must be something. This is character. Character is higher than intellect. Character is the direct result of mental attitude. A man cannot dream himself into character. He must hammer and forge one for himself. He cannot copy someone else's qualities. He must develop his own character qualities to fit his own personality. The difference between men is in energy, in the strong will, in the singleness of purpose, and an invincible determination. But the great difference is in sacrifice, in self-denial, in love and loyalty, In fearlessness and in humility in the pursuit of excellence and in the perfectly disciplined will. Because this is not only the difference between men, this is the difference between great and little men.
1: Coach Lombardi was a noted orator. The timbre and cadence of his speeches often remind me of the great speakers like John F. Kennedy and Winston Churchill. He was able to convey great emotion through his voice. And this, coupled with his unyielding belief in a single-team vision, helped focus his Green Bay Packers.
0: In order to succeed, this group will need a singleness of purpose. They will need a dedication. They will have to convince all of their prospects of the willingness to sacrifice. Build for your team a feeling of oneness, of dependence upon one another, and of strength to be
1: derived from unity. Vince Lombardi's philosophy on coaching and perhaps on life as well, is best summarized by one of his favorite mottos quote, You have to pay the price. End quote. The cultural, physical, and religious strands of his life had taught him that pain was often the precursor to success. And this pain was mastered through the development of character, borne out through the repetition of training until execution was automatic and instinctive.
0: I think you've got to pay a price for anything. That's worthwhile, and success is paying the price. You've got to pay the price to win. You've got to pay the price to stay on top, and you've got to pay the price to get there. A man can be as great as he wants to be. If you believe in yourself and have the courage, the determination, the dedication, the competitive drive, and if you are willing to sacrifice the little things in life and pay the price for the things that are worthwhile, it can be done. Once you agree upon the price you and your family must pay for success, it enables you to ignore the minor hurts, the opponent's pressure, and temporary failures. Every vocation calls for sacrifices of time, energy, mind, and body. I'd rather have a player with 50% ability and 100% desire because the guy with 100% desire is going to play every day. So you can make a system to fit what he can do. The other guy, the guy with 100% ability and 50% desire, can screw up your whole system because one day he'll be out there waltzing around.
1: It was the steadfast way in which he adhered to his values, though, that helped formed his image as the ultimate father figure coach. So many of the quotes that people reproduce from him illustrate the values that he held so dear. Sacrifice, self-denial, dedication, fearlessness, and love.
0: That tradition, or whatever you want to call it, that glory, that is, the Packers, has been developed from one thing only, and that's pride. Everybody has ability, but pride in performance is what makes the difference. Now, how do you develop pride? Pride is developed from a winning tradition. The American zeal is to be first in what we do and to win, to win, to win. And while Complete victory can never be won, it must be pursued, it must be wooed with all of one's might. Each week there is a new encounter, each year there is a new challenge, but all of the display, all of the noise, all of the glamour, all of the colour and excitement, they exist only in the memory. But the spirit, the will to excel, the will to win, they endure, they last forever. These are the qualities, I think, that are larger and more important. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Commitment and discipline was at the very center of what Vince Lombardi requested from his players. His legendary quarterback, Bart Starr, once referenced this in a letter he wrote to his old coach, where he said, quote, your consistent unwillingness to settle for anything less than excellence will always serve as an inspirational beacon for all of us who played for you. End quote.
0: Success is based upon a spiritual quality, a power to inspire others. And I've never known a successful man who deep down in his heart did not appreciate the discipline it takes to win. There is something in great men that needs discipline that really yearns for and needs head-to-head combat. Our greatest glory is not in never failing, but rising every time we fall.
1: Coach Lombardi was a religious man who tried to attend Mass every day. However, he went against the Catholic teaching on homosexuality and instead thought that gay people, just like African Americans, American Indians, and people like himself, immigrants from Italy, were all worthy of respect and inclusion.
0: If I ever hear a dago or kike or anything like that around here, regardless of who you are, you're through with me. You can't play for me if you have any kind of prejudice. I can tell you how many players I have on the squad, and I can tell you which ones aren't going to be here next year. But I can't tell you how many are black and how many are white. If you're black or white, you're part of the family. We make no issue over a man's color. I just won't tolerate anybody in this organization, coach or player, making it an issue. We respect every man's dignity, black or white. I won't stand for any movements or groups on our ball club. It all comes down to a question of love. You just have to love your fellow man. It doesn't matter whether he is black or white. If anything is bothering any of our players, black and white alike, we settle, whatever it is, right
1: away. In later years, he would echo this same theme when speaking at corporate events.
0: Love is the respect for the dignity of an individual. Love is charity. The love I speak of is not detraction. A man who belittles another, who is not charitable to another, who is not loyal, who speaks ill of another, is not a leader, and does not belong in the top management echelon.
1: To underpin his core philosophy of paying the price and the key values that underpin it. Coach Lombardi would emphasise the need for mental toughness to stay focused on what is required of you within the context of the team and is often quoted as telling his players, the good Lord gave you a body that can stand most anything. It's your mind you have to convince.
0: The most important element in the character makeup of a man who is successful is that of mental toughness. Mental toughness is many things and rather difficult to explain. Its qualities are sacrifice, and self-denial. And, most importantly, it is combined with the perfectly disciplined will which refuses to give in. It's a state of mind. You could call it character in action. Character is the direct result of mental attitude. You cannot copy someone else's particular qualifications, but must develop
1: your own character
0: qualifications according to your own personality.
1: To instill the discipline he asked from his athletes, Coach Lombardi placed a heavy emphasis on training and practicing the habits and routines he expected. He described American football as, quote, a game that requires, in early season, exhaustive hard work to the point of drudgery, end quote. He believed that habits preceded successes because they shaped concentration and perseverance.
0: You teach discipline by doing something over and over, by repetition and rote especially in a game like football when you have very little time to decide what you're going to do. So what you do is react almost instinctively, naturally. You have done it so many times, over and over and over again. The value of all of our daily efforts is greater and more enduring if they create in each one of us a person who grows and understands and really lives, or one who prevails for a larger and more meaningful victory not only now, but in time, and hopefully in eternity. Don't succumb to excuses. Go back to the job of making the corrections and forming the habits that will make your goal possible.
1: Vince Lombardi had a volatile temper. His former boss, Colonel Red Blake, described it as vile. He was an emotional man, with his moods oscillating from highs to lows. One of the people he coached, Mickey Corcoran, described it this way. Rip your butt out, then pat you on the butt. Knock you down, then build you up. He understood human behavior better than any person I've ever met.
0: You've got to get across to the players that feeling of truth, that feeling of honesty, that feeling of selflessness. Conquests are won, primarily in the hearts of men. And once you have won their hearts, they'll follow you anywhere. Men will respond to this type of leadership in a most remarkable way. I never tell a football team anything that I don't absolutely believe myself. I always tell them the truth. I can't even try to deceive them because I know they'd know. I'd know, so they'd know. To be successful, a man must exert an effective influence upon his brothers and upon his associates, and the degree in which he accomplishes this depends on the personality of the man, the incandescence of which he is capable. The flame of the fire that burns inside him. The magnetism which draws the hearts of other men to him.
1: This focus on the individual and teaching in a way that included timely and ongoing feedback was central to the way he coalesced the team around the core principles he wanted them to apply.
0: You can't coach without criticizing. And it's essential to understand how to criticize each man individually. For instance, some can take constructive criticism in front of a group and some can't. Some can take it privately, but others can only take it indirectly. Football is a pressure business, and on my teams I put on most of the pressure. The point is, I've got to learn 40 ways to pressure 40 men. I don't want any bad apples in my organization. I get one apple in the bushel over here, and the rest of them will start rotting too. Each man must contribute to the spirit, and this spirit is really the cohesive force that binds 11 hardened and talented men into a cohesive force. Just as you must contribute to the spirit of your company, to the spirit of your associates.
1: Coach Lombardi was noted for his innovative techniques, many of which are now standard elements for American football teams at all levels. He was obsessive in his use of game film to find weaknesses in the opposition as well as to give his own players feedback on their performance, which he had distilled into a simplified scoring system. He would also have Polaroids taken of defences from the press box and then passed down to him, so he could discuss ways of counter-attacking them with his quarterback. He also popularised the use of rule-blocking, which gave his offensive linesmen a range of tells they were to look for and counteract. He was also fueled by a belief that fatigue makes cowards of us all, and so placed an emphasis on strength and conditioning, which at the time was revolutionary. Not surprisingly then, he viewed innovation as a critical element of coaching.
0: One must not hesitate to innovate and change with the times and the varying formations. The leader who stands still is not progressing, and he will not remain a leader for long.
1: Towards the end of his coaching career, Vince Lombardi was increasingly asked to speak on the topic of leadership the many speeches he gave on the topic were consistent with the themes that had guided his coaching philosophy. The importance of paying the price that success demanded.
0: Leaders are made, not born. They are made by hard effort, which is the price all of us must pay to achieve any goal that is worthwhile. Leadership is not just one quality, but rather a blend of many qualities. And while no one individual possesses all of the needed talents that go into leadership, Each man can develop a combination to make him a leader.
1: Towards the end of interviews we do with great coaches, I will often take them back to an earlier time in their life and ask them what advice they would give to this younger version of themselves. After reading so much about Coach Lombardi, I wonder if we would reflect on the price he had to pay for the success he enjoyed. The relentless nature with which he pursued his goals led to imbalances in other aspects of his life, particularly with his family. In everything I read, I could find only one quote that came close to addressing this question.
0: If I had to do things all over again, I think I would pray for more patience, maybe, and more understanding.
1: The last question we ask every great coach is about the legacy they hope they have left. It is a question that catches many people off guard, and often after they respond, I will challenge them with an observation I have from my research I did beforehand, or the answers they provided in the actual interview. I have found no direct quotes from Vince Lombardi on legacy, but I think a clue about his answer might come from another Bill Curry story, the coach whose quote I used at the start of this podcast. When Vince Lombardi was in hospital dying, Bill, who had only played two seasons for Coach Lombardi, made the journey to see him. I don't know exactly what Bill said to Coach Lombardi, although one day I would like to ask him, but I imagine it might have had something to do with teaching him what he was capable of. He taught them tirelessly, tried to build their self-belief, and was consistent and vocal about the values they would need to succeed on the football field and off it. He was a steadfast and immovable presence in a period of great change in America. In many ways he stood for traditional values, and yet in others like his support for African and Indian Americans and gay people, he was ahead of his time. I believe that Vince Lombardi's legacy is his granite-like example that success is possible, whatever your goal, as long as you are willing to pay the price.
0: I can only say it is a great game, a game of great lessons, a game of team action, wherein the individual's reward is that total satisfaction that is returned by being part of the successful whole. A game that gives you 100% fun when you win and exacts 100% resolution when you lose. A game like war, and also a game most like life, for it teaches that work, sacrifice, perseverance, competitive drive, selflessness, and respect for authority are the price one must pay to achieve any goal that is worthwhile.
2: Hi everyone, it's Mike here. And you've been listening to the great coach, Vince Lombardi. Some of the key highlights for me were his views on paying the price if you truly want to achieve your goals, his beliefs about racism and bigotry, and how he was steadfast in not allowing it onto his teams. The values Coach Lombardi held so dear, sacrifice, self-denial, dedication, fearlessness and love, and how he was consistent in the way he upheld them, and his view that leaders are made, not born, through hard work and effort. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did bringing it to you. And just before you go, if you have any feedback, please let us know. Just like Ricky Dumigan from Japan who said, A Great Listen, Love the True Analogy, which was a reference to our Connor O'Shea interview. And Gavin Sweet from South Africa who said, An Excellent Podcast, Great Advice and Understanding of Leadership. The interaction with people around the world who listen gives us great energy. If you have any feedback or comment, please let us know. All of the details on how to connect with us are in the show notes or on our website, thegreatcoachespodcast.com.